there. It's episode four of the Push, Record, and Run Charlotte Records podcast. Um, today we're doing the first of what I'm sure will be many semi-regular segments uh, where the Charlotte Records team comes together and we discuss all kinds of matters, not just music, but socioeconomic, philosophy, and sociological matters as well. Um, just trying to help people along in their daily lives, dealing with whatever uh, issues or interesting thought problems they might come across on a daily basis. So please welcome Gage Shively and C.J. Genter as we embark on a conversational journey across not only the music scene, but our own uh, vicious, demanding psyches. Uh, I'd also like to give a quick shout-out to Kamikaze, one of the DJs for the Dreamscape Collective. He just started working with me at the Hub Cafe, and he came by and very generously delivered me uh, next to 100 cassettes uh, with which to reproduce my own or somebody else's music. And as far as I'm concerned, the more cassettes, the better. I'd also like to give a great thanks to Audrey Hertel, and Sam Chrysler and Jesse at uh, HNFM on KZUM every Monday at 6.30. Uh, they played our release uh, Turning Face by Distressed Damsels, Gage and CJ's band, which has been um, unsurprisingly, but we're very grateful for it, some recognition in recent days. Uh, so please go check it out. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp. We got all the platforms up and rolling. Go give it a shot. Also, if you are interested in having any of your music reproduced on tape or recording any music, we've got you covered. Uh, Shallot Records is a functional and completely routed recording studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, where I am recording this right now in my beautiful RE20 microphone Uh what, which is what we use to record our entire podcast today. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy how happy I feel right now to be speaking in this beautiful piece of machinery, uh, who, w which is uh, amazingly headquartered in Lincoln. Uh, Electro Voice is owned, I just learned this, Electro Voice is owned by Bosch, which is headquartered in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is crazy. So I went to Music Around the other day, and I found a ton of Electro Voice microphones. No RE20s, unfortunately, since they're so mainstream and industry standard, but uh, there's tons. There's an amazing quantity of microphones that they are refurbishing at the Bosch factory in Lincoln. So if you're into recording music, if you're into getting a great sound out of your voice, your guitar, your bass, your drums, go check it freaking out, man, because it's crazy. Not a sponsor. Uh, so without further ado, here is our conversation with Gage and CJ, the Shallot Records crew, on our first ever Shallot Records recap. Hi, I'm Gage. <laughs> this is Gage, and this is, uh, this is CJ over here. We got I'm CJ. I'm CJ. I'm new to the podcast. My first time here. 
You are special. I'm so yeah. happy to be here, bro. Obviously. Yeah. What have you been doing recently? You're 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 joining our team now. Uh, you're gonna help us um, with our social media management and, and things. Yes, and that's things. right. Um, I've been doing not much new. Uh, going to college, starting classes at SEC, obviously. Um, and working there. That's fun. But most excitingly, writing music for my band, Distressed Damsels, which you of course are a part of. Gage. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am well acquainted with the distressed damsels that yes. i am a part we um, are the big you boobies. Are a part. yes <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys write music together or you is it mainly one person's responsibility you know it changes yeah i feel like the first song we ever wrote for distressed damsels was together it was just me and gage um some of the songs have just been him because he's a little genius child um <laughs> And <laughs> some of them have been just Ryan or just Daniel um, or a mixture of all of us, I guess, just giving little insights on what and so forth. But yeah. no lyrics from Amelia. yet. No lyrics from Amelia. Waiting yet. for the basis to. Yes. Did she want to write lyrics? She's, I don't she's, think a, so. she's <laughs> a woman of very few words. She's very stoked. Yeah, she do be playing that bass. She do be playing that bass though. She kind of takes her her role pretty uh, seriously in the band. Oh yeah, she's like she is the bassist. You can she see is the bassist. Yeah. Every picture of Amelia playing bass, she is stone cold. Oh my god, serious. locked in the groove. I remember mm -hmm. the first time seeing Kneebreaker play and like <laughs> just seeing Amelia and wondering like. It just me and my my self conscious self. Like I was like, why are they so angry? Like they they're so. <laughs> I was so intimidated, but I was so fascinated. Such by a her. mellow band, but so angry. Yeah. With with so yeah. much ability, Fervor. but like she she look no effort. Like she's just doing her thing, just blah 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 blah. But like throwing licks in there, but doesn't make a face. Like that's kind of the way it should be, though. Honestly, oh, you know? I know I. Like even playing the most like simple ukulele shit, I'm like making the uh, like the <laughs> I don't know the scrunched up face. I just I'm too focused. Man, I, I have this terrible thing that I do whenever I play guitar or whenever I play. Okay, so it's it's different with every instrument that I play. When I'm on the drums, I want to look down and to the left, and I just want to stay down there. But when I'm playing guitar, I do this thing where like I pull in the muscles like right next to my nose like this. I do the same thing. Oh yeah. my I like God. clench my jaw and open my open mm. my mouth in like weird time signatures, but <laughs> somehow I, I think it's subconsciously keeping me on beat. I'm just like, I wish you could see. It's just literally like a, a <laughs> trap that's kind of like stuck <laughs> in between closed yeah. and open. It's just like locked your jaw and it's just a little bit open. It's like... Uh, only in the parts <laughs> where I'm not singing, I'm just like ghost singing. <laughs> sounds really painful. I'm glad I don't play an instrument. I just sing. You so play the vocals. I play. I play well, yeah, yeah but I can make dumb faces, and like that's just how I ha like. I can't do it any other way. I have to open my mouth in a weird way to get out a certain sound. <laughs> I'm screaming, and I'm getting like high pitched. Like you're gonna see it in my like eyebrow region. Like I'm just like. Like, it hurts you me. I'm, <laughs> I'm an alto, and I will always <laughs> struggle to be a soprano because I'm jealous. That's you good. And Molly came after me and said that I flex my neck. You flex too your neck much so much. Well, you just flex your neck, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're straining, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tell when somebody's really straining. Yeah, as long as you're I'm not trying. in pain, you're doing yeah. good. You're doing fine. Right. 
I mean, when when somebody's singing and you can tell that they're straining, it, it comes out mm-hmm. in every in everything that they yeah, do. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like um, a pipe that has too much pressure on it. Yeah, no, it's it's frustrating when you see yeah. that. It's like, oh man, I wish I was singing up there. How right much now. would it suck? <laughs> I don't want my. I could hit those notes. I could do that delusionally. <laughs> <laughs> Put me up there, and then they hand you the mic like that. Rihanna, and uh, whatever uh, was it, Rihanna? Oh. I I have. I'm. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of videos where they just hand the mic over to a fan and uh, they try and hit the note. Yeah. And they just. <laughs> but when they belt it, though, can we all just acknowledge when they belt it? When like they I kill dream. It? Oh my gosh. I dream of the moment that Adele just is like walking down Lincoln, Nebraska sidewalk, and is like, "Cameron, belt something from Chasing Pavements." And I'd be like. Ah! Because I know that song. That's my shower <laughs> song. And we all strive for That's that moment. That's shower song. That moment. Like, I said movement. But imagine, Mo- like, being a Beyonce fan and having Beyonce hand you the microphone and go, bitch, belt. Like, do that it part. It was probably Beyonce. It she does Beyonce. that. Like, she gives those fans mm-hmm. that are obviously, like, right on the front stage, like, screaming, like, oh, my God, I'm screaming every word. Like, I went yeah. to a highly suspect show in, like, 2016, I think, and they, I was right on front of the stage, and I was singing every word of every song. And granted, they didn't hand you the microphone, but, like, at the end of that show, one of their, like, security member dudes, like, beelined it to me, gave me a backstage pass, and I went and hung out with highly suspect um, after the show. <laughs> And, like, th- the chick that was hanging out with them, I think it was one of their girlfriends. I didn't get her name. But she was like, yeah, I saw you singing every word of every song. And I was like, hell yeah. That's it. Like, that's such a good feeling. Like, I listen to this music because it means something to me. I belt every word because it comes out with power, you know? And, like, hell for yeah. somebody to acknowledge that and be like, hell yeah. Hell like, yeah. that's so cool. That's well, y- you think, you know, I mean, like. It takes something for highly suspect, a, a like semi-mainstream punk rock act, you know, yeah. to <coughs> to to recognize that. You you can you can only imagine the amount of satisfaction that it must give to oh local local kids, you know. Oh like my god! Like, yeah. like when somebody knows every word to their song, it's like oh god, that yeah. that has got to feel amazing. That's so good. I have not been in that position yet. I remember, really? but I feel like you would have been. One of these like, days. I, well, I, maybe maybe with single take. With, with single take, yeah, people are like my yeah. friends are on vacation, <laughs> and then uh, you know, life's a beach. <laughs> I, that was definitely <laughs> me in high school, man. That was the jam. No, but like I don't know. Like I feel like uh, uh, Farkelzar has some songs that are getting pretty popular. Yeah, I think Richard's kind of taken off. Richard, I know for a fact. I had a minute trying to remember the name of that song. Sorry, that's my bad. But, like, yeah, that one I know the words to, and, like, that was on the radio. I have that on – it's highlighted in my Instagram page on my (laughs) – I have, like, a little highlight (laughs) of all my favorite songs, and that's on it because, like, I was jamming to it one day, and I was like, this needs to go on my Instagram. Uh, Fuck yeah, But Yeah, like, even with Distressed Damsel's first single, Turning Face, um – a couple people from my hometown, like uh, my best friend's little sister, posted a TikTok with it as her sound and posted something on her Instagram of her oh, like wow. lip syncing to it. And like it took a second in my brain for it to click like, wait, somebody's like comprehending the words that we are <laughs> spewing through yeah. our music. And like, that's weird. That's so weird. Right. Like that gave me so I like I'm grinning like right now because <laughs> it, it is like. You know, bizarre, you, you don't think dude. people it's are going to, like... You, you know that you've at least accomplished something when somebody 
<laughs> says the wrong words to your song. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So, somebody comes. Like there was a there was some kid. No, it was <laughs> it was actually my brother. <laughs> he was like, "Ricky is a dog. Riga digga dingo." <laughs> what yeah. are you What are you saying? I'm like, "No, it's is that dog a dingo?" He's like, "Oh, that's uh, stupid." Riga digga dingo. Obviously, the better it, lyric. It, I yeah, obviously well, like when you hear it a specific way, you grow an attachment to that. Uh-huh. Like there's yeah. a uh, there's a uh, Steve Miller band song called uh, uh, Jet Airliner, and and the lyric goes. Big old jet airliner coming to take me away or something like that. And I always thought it was big old Chad at the lighthouse. <laughs> so, uh, it seriously sounds big old Chad at a lighthouse. That's what it sounds like he's saying. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I was like, Chad's maybe some bartender. Maybe he's going yeah. to a bar called the lighthouse. Yeah. And he, who knows? It, yeah. Like, it's totally plausible, man. Who knows what Completely. he's talking about? One of my favorite moments where I've caught myself. I didn't even catch myself. A friend of mine was like, what did you just say? As I'm singing along to modern baseball, oh. Jake Ewald in one of his lines says, bury me beneath New York state. And I swore to God, he said steak. <laughs> that like, that's how I want to be that's buried. That's a more interesting well, visual, yeah. you know? Oh, my God. Bury me some, beneath steak? Watching yes. some guy getting buried beneath some steak. A bunch of New York strips? I don't yeah. even talk <laughs> about the amount of times I have misspoke. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't memorize lyrics. I can't hear per- correctly. There's something, like, something in my brain where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I know this song, and then it comes out, and it's like, that wasn't even English. Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm, like, so confident, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, dingy bing bong ding. And it's like, <laughs> that was supposed to be, like, ten completely different words. Dude, I, I listen to my uncle, who's who's from uh, Colombia and then Cuba, like, talk about the Beatles, like, yeah. from growing up in the 60s and listening to the Beatles, and, like, mm-hmm. he just, he didn't know what the English meant, he just enunciate when singing along with it the the words as he was hearing them. So I'd I'd love to hear my my uncle like walking down the just street when he's singing like syllables he's like fifteen sixteen just singing syllables of English songs and not <laughs> knowing what they mean, dude. That's that's amazing. It really is amazing. That is because it doesn't even take lyrics to get a, a song stuck in your head. That's it how you know the Beatles are fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to hear what they're saying. You know, like talking about a paperback writer. Uh, who knows what like, the wh- fuck that is? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a submarine is. Why is it <laughs> yellow? Yeah, right. Well, is it sick? But <laughs> yeah, man. <sighs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments in songwriting uh, was when. Me and a friend caught ourselves right before performing a, s- a, a new song that I had written where I wrote the word epitome into mm. it. Epitome. Epitome. <laughs> and I sang it just like that. And I, it oh was, my. it sounded right. But sometimes there's just a disconnect between words and vocabulary. Yeah. Ow, I think my ankle is broken. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't sit cross-legged. Looks like we're going to have to well, start a like whole hour. I can sit all the ways I want. Cross-legged is my favorite way to sit, but there are not many chairs that work with it. This chair is also <laughs> very, <laughs> very creaky. Excuse I, me. Yeah, I apologize to all our listeners about our creaky-ass chairs. Hey, wood chairs, you got to love the 
the organic vibes. <laughs> we, we love wood it. Don't chairs. judge it. People are like, wow, that's so organic. It sounds <laughs> like we're sitting in but, wooden chairs. But on a side note, somebody please, please, please invent just the most perfect chair to sit cross-legged in. For I like mean, five hours, I want to be able to have all the blood flow, but be able to sit cross-legged. I that's all I'm all asking for. all the blood flow. I don't get any of the blood flow <laughs> whenever I sit cross-legged. <laughs> like, my legs go numb. My, my... I hate it. <laughs> I wish I could just sit in the lotus. I, l- I wish I could just like sit in the lotus position all day long. I wish I could it's just beautiful. like float, as Danny Saturn uh, proposed to us at many a practice. <laughs> many what, a practice. What, really? What if, what if we could just float? That's <laughs> the main. The ma- the main <laughs> his ideas. That one. That one's my favorite one. Why don't Why don't we just float? He's He's told float? me. He's told me a few times that you should float. Uh, <laughs> along those same lines. Did you try it? Did I try floating? <laughs> Sorry. I tried. Trust me. Um, obviously, I haven't. I haven't transcended enough to know. Oh. Um, but he's like, I. I love. I love the music, that makes me feel like I'm floating. Like that's yeah. that's exactly what I was. Maybe. Yeah. No, he's on to something. His soul is floating. Like something about yeah. music, yeah. just like, you're like, wait, gravity doesn't exist. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can float. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this music is lifting my spirit so much that I'm floating. Yes. Yeah. Elevated on a whole other level. Elevation to the moon. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of elevating music, God, can I not wait for a rave to come back? Yeah. I'd like yeah. to go. I'd like to dance. I'd like to see lights and go, wow, those are pretty. Um, <laughs> And wear something promiscuous. That's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but rave gear is so cute. I feel that. Rave like gear. Hey, <laughs> it's cute. Just strapped to the nines in rainbows, sparkles. Yes, neon colors. Straps and glow gl- Glow in the dark stuff and mm-hmm. just yeah. boogieing down to your finest extent Dude. is what I really need right now. I just need to sweat it out. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember talking to a couple friends of mine and uh and they were talking about doing psychedelics at a rave or at a music festival. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, Okay, so the thing about doing it there is that the amount of stimulus that is being presented to you with everything that's going on matches the amount of stimulus you're able to take in mm-hmm. when you're tripping. And I was like that. That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I ran I've the math. Tr- that makes sense. I've never. <laughs> I ran the numbers. <laughs> tripped at a rave before, but, but it sounds that's adding up. You haven't been like to a rave though. I haven't. No, I've never been to a you rave. You have to come out. It's a great experience. Y- you gotta sell me on it though. Come on. What's your sell? What's there, your selling point? I've only been to one. Gage took I me. I think the fact that there's literally a EDM centric production team in town black magic yeah uh, it's so cool that <laughs> is bringing big names in the edm scene and the dance music scene and just dj and production ah, so like cool. that um they put on some killer shows oh my god the bourbon yeah. they yeah. had that place Packed. That's where we went. That was the last one we, we went to yeah. before Corona struck, and that was Peek-a-boo. Peekaboo. Yeah, oh, we, that we one don't we don't say the c word here. <laughs> oh no, sorry, COVID nineteen. Oh wait, that's still a that's c word. Um, that's the same c sadness. Word. Um, <laughs> before the sadness. Before the, <laughs> the sadness wave of sadness struck. struck. 
We went the to United a pretty States. cool one in Peekaboo. Yeah, it was a great experience. I actually, r- it was such, it's so weird. Skipping to the end of the story oh. <laughs> of the rave, <laughs> I ran into my boss, who seemed to be <laughs> obviously in the same state I was, which was exciting. Like it was just like a, wow, we're both having such a good time, and like at the same time, it's such a weird environment to see somebody you work with in. Yeah. So oh, yeah. like you don't yeah. know like how to like you're like. Because I just felt like too. You only really knew him in a professional context. Exactly. So I feel two arms hug me, and it's she's like, "Oh my God, Cameron!" And I'm like, "It's like seeing them at your friend's birthday party. Yeah, Yeah. didn't know they were friends. Exactly. It's like I didn't know you did this sort of (laughs) thing. Like, because because you know, like, it is like a whole thing. It's a you're a whole different person. Honestly, I don't know if that's just me, but like stigma and like yeah, uh, way of thinking that per perspires through the edm scene yeah uh but it's really just so fun to get involved with yeah. th- there's so many people that are just so excited and to I be mean, there to be <laughs> yeah. on the rail like you'll feel oh, that excitement wah, 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 uh-huh. wah. yeah like, you want to <laughs> be up there you want to be like feel like i might always feel like i'm on the edge of passing out when i'm listening to edm but it's a vibe. <laughs> like, I want to pass out. <laughs> I want my, my chest to rattle. And yeah, when I, I want to be shaking. The bourbon, I want it to still be rattling. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's so interesting how different people resonate with different types of music that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really specifically, like some people only listen to metal because mm-hmm. that's what gets their rocks off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but for me, it's like really shrill, kind of droney punk music yeah me too. you know like that's the ocs and king gizzard that's what I, mm-hmm. I just it hits me so hard yeah um and I, I i'm curious what you guys think because it seems like some of that is is nature versus nurture you know um so like either you're predisposed to liking a specific mm-hmm. type of music yeah or you just grow up uh, like slowly accumulating a musical database in your head and that. figuring out what you like and then when something hits you it's like this is it that this is, is the, the shit that is exactly how i feel like i've been trying to live my life like yeah. by slowly accumulating a uh swiss army knife of <laughs> utilitarian uses for different genres of music like using sad emo shit when i'm sad and emo and then yeah. using edm when i'm ready to dance and mm-hmm. party is that is that the dichotomy in your in your brain so I guess it's that's like, like on one end it's emo shit and then the other end it's edm that is the two sides of my brain at the moment wow he's he's either gonna cry or dance that's that's interesting <laughs> yeah. man i that mixtape that i just made for you guys I, yeah. I i did one side as a light side he made us a mixtape yeah I, some I of made his a favorite songs. a mixtape on, on the brand new deck that we just got for tape ah. stuff. Tape reproduction. Some Morantz. I think it's 5010B or something like that. For vintage any of those, vinyl, thanks. Any of those tape heads out there. Yeah, thank you, Vintage Vinyl, thank for you. all that. Got a poster up in their place now. Yeah. No, it's Super. good shit. Go by. Say hi to Chad. Mm-hmm. And Craig, Chad. Craig, Craig, the tape oh, man. Craig. The what tape a, man. What a beautiful, what a beautiful human. They're all beautiful humans. What a beautiful pair, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that is so interesting because I genuinely like 
I don't know where my music taste came from. I know, like, my dad was a big reggae guy. Like, really? when I was born, oh, my God. <laughs> he kind of seems like a big reggae right? guy. Right? When I was born, my dad, <laughs> I think he had, like, one or two dreadlocks. <laughs> and big <laughs> Bob Marley two. guy. Both of my little brothers are actually named after Bob Marley. Um, Robert Nesta Marley is Bob Marley's name. Logan yeah. Robert Landon Marley. Wow. So, yeah. So, like, a big obsession there. But I only found myself listening to reggae <laughs> in, like, the fifth grade. Yeah. And then, like, I have a Bob Marley vinyl but like it's it's not a big like i'm not it doesn't reach my heart like and mm-hmm. like like some sad punk stuff does you know yeah but like i also grew up with my mom listening to like rise against and afi and anti-flag and like all these like just like heavy punk stuff too so like i got that from mm-hmm. her but i feel like it took you hunter i went to high school with hunter uh <laughs> it took meeting hunter and then his friend our friend john haroon you two were like my biggest influence like i swear i don't know what happened but like you said something about arctic monkeys boom on it john said something about the front bottoms y'all know the front bottoms come yeah, on man i was on it and then i started wearing doc martens and then <laughs> i was i was the here. rest is history the rest is history i'm yeah. a completely then we different have a person CJ. yeah and you have, <laughs> hey have you know yeah actually and here honestly. we are but like yeah, like I have a, I have a, I like that like the Swiss Army knife. I have a lot of that. And then from taking choir for seven mm-hmm. years, like I got some Mozart under my belt that I don't yeah, mind man. like sit, belting out. Like, <laughs> thank you. You know it, Diasire. <laughs> yes, his requiem, beautiful. I've um, been wanting to write a concept album oh focused God, around the Diasire and just death in general. Ah, very dark. That'd be very dark. Just, I love it. Or like it's so cool and, and metal. Yes, I had to bring up metal because like I've got some of that in me. Like I really love Ghost BC. I went mm-hmm. and saw them at Rockfest in Bonner Springs. They and, opened like, up for Iron Maiden. They, I Dang. can't believe I didn't go to that show. It's insane, man. <laughs> but th- they're amazing. I mean, Ghost BC is. They're almost like it's they're, the theatricalness it of it is. that makes it, them so fucking cool to me. And that and that it's the th- theatricalness and the mystery yeah. of right? them because that makes them so interesting. Yeah. And it's the same with so many bands that I enjoy. Yeah. Like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. has been re-examined so many times in history, and they still have this sort of aura of uh, just inaccessible. Inaccessi- yeah, mysticism and like inaccessibility. Like yeah. I, I, there's no way I could be there. There's yeah. no way and I could be in the presence of Led Zeppelin. I think it's and so cool because of that. It's just endearing to uh-huh. me, right? Because like you're never gonna understand it, and it's in it's yeah. in, and it's in it's all its senses. Because like while you can't always understand their music, and like you can't reach that level of no. like Zeppelin, like going back to Ghost, I guess, because this is what I can think of. But in physicality, Ghost is so like. They're what chill. Are, what are they doing? Like, because the for mm-hmm. those of the, you don't, that don't know, like they have the nameless ghouls, and so you don't know who's playing those instruments. You can guess, and so like the bassist, they have a ring that they wear, and so there are people that think that it's the bassist from White Zombie because she wears that ring, huh. and and she stopped doing bases stuff for white zombie apparently so like they think so you don't know so they could uh there's rumors that those people leave and new people come in between every album so there are new people playing those instruments there are new methods there are new like techniques you don't know but we don't know exactly (laughs) i mean even uh papa emeritus the front man i mean uh he what's his name jesus um 
but it's still the same front guy. Yeah, same front every, guy. Every time. Yeah. Uh, every time. It, from it, what I feel we like know, it'd be hard to switch him out. Exactly. At least that it would guy. be Im- like yeah. it would be really Maybe, hard. Yeah. But yeah. he wears like a silicone mask, so he looks young. He looks super old. In between albums, they change like their centuries. So yeah. it's so cool. Year zero is where they're at right now. So he's super old. And when they announced him like being the new Papa, he like came up on stage with like a gas tank and was like. Yeah, zero. <laughs> and like, it was so cool. Like, wow. There's just mysticism in some bands that are just like, how how can we achieve that? Like, even Gage and I talk about like, yeah. I want to put on a mask. I don't want anybody to know who I am, so I can just release some like wacky stuff and right. people be yeah. like, mm-hmm. I was gonna say I like that must uh, like access them to a utility the utility of switching out their band members mm-hmm. like yeah. that. It gives you just free range to do That's whatever so cool. the fuck. God. That is fucking what, sick. They made a bunch of sex jokes on stage while oh I was god. there. Oh my god! I when I when I saw them and he's yeah. he's so so sexual, <laughs> so sexual. Uh, Pop Emeritus is. Oh, it comes out. He literally now, huh? had a he had a Birds and the Bees talk on stage. He said, uh-huh. um, "I want you all to go home and fuck for Satan." And like that was such uh-huh. a beautiful statement. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a, he, I think he said something similar at yeah. the at the Iron Maiden show. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Oliver Tree. Oh my God, oh, he Jesus. is a total character. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. got like the silicone that nose. Gives me a heart. Who even? I don't even know what his he's real face. He's a, a silicone cutter, nose. Man. He pulls it off in some I music videos. Really? Yeah. Is I it a silicone nose? Or at least I've that. seen him pull off silicone noses. But what like, the fuck? I feel like he's he's got like facial, like, prosthetics, <laughs> and then wears the wig. And then where's the clothes? He and then he's Oliver Tree. If he doesn't I, and he hears this, he's gonna be so offended. He's gonna come into this room and punch us. Okay, <laughs> punch me. Well, on his, al- <laughs> but, on his album covers, he looks like and he looks like just a pudgy dude, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, he looks like a pudgy dude with a bowl cut. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> like and some flames and a you know, I believe it. He looks like, like a total on, dorky nerd dude. <laughs> on his like yeah. wiki page or something like that. It says that he's also a stuntman. <laughs> oh, Jesus! He probably put that there himself. He does yeah, his literally. own. He does his. I'm. I don't know any facts, but like in those music videos, he does stunts. Uh, it might be him. Hey. I don't know. Maybe he's got That's like funny, a Lord man. knows I'll be my own stunt man. Monster truck. Yeah. I want it. That sounds bike. fun. Can we have a music? He video jumps off a building. And jump off a building. Oh, hey. No, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was, I was gonna say, like, are we he, jumping off buildings? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, vi- and this is where the conversation. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Are you guys Prosthetics okay? fall just, out oh as he jumps <laughs> off a building. He just like slowly slow, falls apart, like slow Iron motion. Man. <laughs> <laughs> his face he just melts in, away. Like he magnetizes his prosthetic back and then flies away. <laughs> what if oh he just God. lands like Full a like Iron a Man piece of silicone and then forms back into he a human? He just is silicone. We've got it all wrong. He's not wearing prosthetics. He just is prosthetic. He's a pseudo human yeah man i when i think about oliver tree i think about the new alt spotify playlist (laughs) i don't know if you've seen that yeah yeah but it's like it's like rico nasty and oliver tree and like 100 gex and shit like that you know everybody loves 100 everybody fucking loves 100 gex and i (laughs) I, I, let me tell you my 100 gex 100 gex story and i didn't get to see them at forest because it was canceled because it was speaking of edm of course anyway my 100 gex gex story goes thusly um i i was at the mez and i was in levi's apartment 
and there was this girl there who, who was obviously very punk, and she had like short, blonde, bleach blonde hair, and she came up. I my my I'm I'm kind of an introvert, so my usual routine at the Mez is I go up to the apartment and I hang out in the apartment and then wait for people to have to go to the bathroom. And so when they, I'm just sitting there on <laughs> the couch. Is that why I always find you there? That's I'm why like, you why always find I me find there. You just, I'm just hanging. set up shop in I front of the bathroom. Yeah, you no, I, I just hang like out in the waiter, apartment. Like, I fall like, into that <laughs> trap every time. I'm like, oh, hi, like, Hunter. We have mints. What you doing? We have yeah. God damn it. <laughs> right. If, if there's a band that I don't know or if I get tired and I can't do it anymore, I just go up yeah. to the apartment. No, it I do it. I'm like, yeah. hey, can I go sit on yeah. your couch? Right. Just go to the apartment. And then sit there and listen to Beach Boys tapes yes. and fucking this is hang bullshit. out. I never right. got to hang out in the green room. Oh, it's great! It's <laughs> fantastic. So anyway, I went to the bathroom once in like <laughs> well, one of the apartments. Well, have a smaller bladder or something. <laughs> then you'll sorry. be invited. Oh, jeez, <laughs> we're in the middle of it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, I just going up there. I, I I sit down. I just hang out. And uh, there's this girl who comes up, and she's very punk. And she goes to the bathroom and then comes out, and we strike up a conversation. And it's part of the reason why I go up there is because then I get to talk one on one with cool people, you know. And I'm I'm not the best at talking in groups, so like having a one on one conversation with random people that just happen to come up and we're just hanging alone in a room is awesome, you know. <laughs> like not that I'm, a podcast. I'm not like it's not, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like I'm like predatory in any sense. It's just like a it's, casual way for me to talk to people. It's right? a casual way to make me get alone with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, but no, you know, yeah. there's yeah, always no, a yeah. chance of people coming in. So you know, I can't say anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so what? we just strike up a conversation. <laughs> Shut up. We just, we just strike up a conversation, and she's like, uh, blah, 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 I'm here studying um, biochemistry, like researching corn at UNL, and this was like right as- I furrow my brow. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was right as the last fall semender, semester was ending, um, and uh, and she was like, I'm, I'm going back to, to LA like literally right now. Like right as the show is ending, I am catching Shit. a plane back to L.A. <laughs> and and uh, before before she left, uh, she was like, "Have you ever heard of 100 Gex?" And this was like August. Or no, this was a little bit later in in last year. So it would have been very shortly after 100 Gex had released their first album. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sat the down. The one where they're standing next to a tree. Yeah, that's the one where they're like <laughs> both like bowing their heads at a tree. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we s- we start talking about 100 Gex, and I'd never heard of him, and she starts playing like 100 Decibel Cloud, and she's like, I'm going to hit the weed, I'm going to hit the blah, blah, or whatever. And I was like, this is this is shit, man. I, I can't I can't vibe with this at all. Um, and so she let she leaves, and then I, I, I keep going back to that album because like, I was like, this person knows something. They they have some sort of divine insight into what is good in yeah. terms of underground music. So I need to keep listening to this, and and then I I keep hearing about 100 Gex all over the place, and yeah. it just freaks me out because there's it's you missed such the bus. I missed the bus, but also I was there for you it. You had a free ticket. I had a free tr- a free ticket on the bus, and I didn't take it. And then slowly <laughs> over time, I warmed up to it. Cause I'm a big Ween fan, 
and Ween is basically every genre parody mashed into one. They're basically a fucking parody band. They just like <laughs> they do they they do like a parody of li- every single genre. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to hear like every fucking genre, e- screamo metal to freaking like like boy band rock, you know, just yeah. like smash electronic all it's mixed insane. in there too. It's absolutely insane. Do you guys have any hard opinions on 100 Gex? Because I honestly can, I I I love it, but I I can't bring myself to say anything good or bad about it. You I'm going to sit on that train too. You had a free ticket to get on the bus. I was not aware the bus existed, <laughs> <laughs> and that is all I will say. So I I'm saw gonna have to I go home and Google. Dude, it's <laughs> fucked up. I saw 100 Gex the bus passed by i saw people having a great time on the bus and i waved at them yeah now i'm waiting for my ticket that's the best way to do it though you know i because oh. you were you, we were talking about the two halves of gage shively's brain being emo and uh edm well the the goo that keeps it together is psychedelic music so yeah like you know, I'm sort of I'm down with whatever. So like, I just need to give them. I just need to sit down and listen to 100 Gex. Well, yeah. the first time that I heard it, I was like, this is the pers- this is the the auditory equivalent of like Instagram famous people. Like I I just was like, oh, this is I just can't vibe with it, man. It's like mm. it's like attention seeking behavior on the internet to the max. You know, they're 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 doing shit like. Uh, I don't know. In in the first song on there, it's something number sticky, seven something sticky, and what? and uh, and they're like, oh no, it's not in that song. It's in it's in another one where they're like, you. I'll say I love you, and then I'll fucking ghost you. I'm like, oh fuck you. You know <laughs> that that just makes that me that what? resonates with me in that's in a, a bad way. That's a sentence like. Yeah, that's a sentence. As in, a girl in that's had that happen to, like, yeah, you know that actually. Okay, I don't know the bus exists, but I'm aware of the type of bus that exists. <laughs> gonna yeah. keep going with that analogy. <laughs> the manufacturer I, and the model of the yeah, bus. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> and so like I know there's like a, a the type of rap, you know, that like I've heard in a friend group. There's a friend group I have that like listens to a lot of rap, and one of the songs that I remember very vividly because I don't listen to a lot of rap. That's not one of the things in my Swiss Army house. Yeah. <laughs> um, is like, oh, I'm going to fuck the bitch, and if she disrespects me, I'm a capper. Like, something like that. Like, I'm sure Jesus. that's not a real line, but yeah. that's, like, something along those lines. Like, cool. Like, I don't fu- I don't yeah. know. Like, cool. Very I just, I don't vibe with that. So, like, I don't <laughs> vibe with that. I have never heard of them, mm-hmm. but, like, that line, I'm going to say I love you and then ghost you. Okay, cool. Are you acknowledging that you emotionally aren't ready for a relationship or that you're just okay with breaking people's hearts? Yeah, man. Like, cool message, Dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what that did for me was it, well, I've always said one of my least favorite attributes of people in general is apathy. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. apathetic people, they just don't care, Mm-mm. right? Nope. It, mm-hmm. And so, like, that sort of not caring. As in, like, I will lead somebody on to the point where they have an emotional mm. connection with me and then completely disregard that and be like, hey, fuck you, because I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? Yeah. Like, that, I'm, like, can. clenching my oh. fists right now. Can. Because I know. I've dealt with apathy. I've had 
apathetic people come into my life expecting to just drain me of every emotion I have because I have so many. I am empathetic to the max and I always yeah. will be. And it is it, it is one of my attributes that while it is my strongest and while I think that it makes me very caring, it is so vulnerable. It makes you feel right. so vulnerable. And as somebody so empathetic to to hear not only apathetic people and like see the way they live their life but for that to come across in music like for your apathy to reach a level of like okay i, I don't even know how to put that into words that's just uncomfortable it's, I, that's one of the reasons why tinder rubs me the wrong way mm. uh, very mm. often yeah because i like <clears throat> the whole disconnect between person and yeah the conversation and it and, and it's the norm for somebody yeah. to message somebody, somebody who you might have genuine att genuine attraction to. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, at that point in the stage, it's always purely physical attraction, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you 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 might have an attraction to somebody, and then they message you back or something like that, and you're like, oh, come on, come on, keep keep it going, yeah. keep the conversation going, don't ghost me, let's go, come on. And then mm. it's like a fucking seventy five percent chance that they ghost you off yeah, the bat. You because know? you know what are the chances that that online com that online conversation is gonna like spark actual interest like what yeah. can you text me Ugh. that's gonna come across as like wow a you're amazing like message. oh you're gonna say lol not much what about you and i'm like oh wow he means it like no <laughs> I, need, I need i need this i need this like face to face like i can feel your energy like i know that some people don't agree with that but like i feel that when you're no, talking to somebody real, man. you can feel that energy and like you can feel people's feelings yeah sometimes. yeah, so yeah exactly and so you like, can see read body language yeah. facial expressions yeah all and so to text somebody yards. and develop a relationship over that it's like i have no idea like you're just taking a chance yeah, yeah. you're just time. winging it like i was in a long distance relationship when i was younger it was like one of my first adolescent like real relationships <laughs> it lasted a year and a half and it was <laughs> all over online he visited once uh -huh. for like two weeks but like imagine like i mean like granted it was skype so like i got to see his face blah 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 blah, blah. but like it's not the same it's not the same no. exactly it's not the same i didn't get that end of the day interaction like the the like how are you when you're in a bad mood how yeah. are you when you're in a good mood how are you when you really care about what i'm talking about <laughs> there's a lot you can just like bullshit and right over digital well shit. i know i know yeah. even in person that bullshitting comes through for sure oh yeah you know, and you I can mean, bullshit mm -hmm. your way and through an entire relationship and that goes back to apathetic people kind of yeah. I, I don't know that might be my opinion but i feel like apathetic people have a way of being able to just re like reflect the energy that that person's giving <sighs> off like it's not right like they can like int imit imitate it yeah to well, keep the it going the but, you know pretend like yeah. they care yeah. they can pretend but if something happens then they're like okay this is beyond this is beyond how much I can. Yeah, once it yeah. gets over a certain threshold, then their true self okay, you're too, starts yeah. to come out. Mm -hmm. The so. apathy is definitely easier to get get away with when you're online. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. um, that's why like digital and online like abuse is so prominent. Oh, yeah. Is because like and I've dealt with that firsthand. I like people can be you know like super shy and timid and seem totally like never want to hurt you in person but online they will literally say the most go for your fucking vile throat. like they yeah. will go at your most personal insecurities <laughs> they'll go for your mama's throat they'll and go your for, dog's yeah, throat yeah like literally anything like 
it is ridiculous. Right, and and not even in like an, an aggressive way, just like in a in a in a passive yeah. sort of I dismissive mean, very way. personal. Very yeah. personal. Even even by <coughs> giving somebody the satisfaction of seeming like you care about what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and then completely like rejecting that, having having no emotional connection yourself mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, because it's purely mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Scary shit. Man. It is scary. It's, a fucking it's wild so scary. West sometimes. <coughs> it, it, and it's it's different for every single person. So that's what makes it even scarier. Is yeah. like, yeah. I personally can like sort of you read know, people, like read people, understand stuff online. But like another person, you know, the like that's why catfishing is like a big thing. <laughs> you know, like yeah, how yeah. can you, you know, like how can you put somebody through? Thinking you're yeah. a different person, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. Like, that's apathy. That's like, I'm continuing this care. because it is entertainment to me. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's, <coughs> man, that's I. You know, that's the vibe that I get from from lots of girls and guys my age on on Tinder and otherwise. Just everything. Just like, oh, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Everything's a game. You know? Everything's a game. And it's it's not even like a game that they're trying to win or lose. It's like they I'm just, just like I'm playing. just some other random person in this person's life, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and that can be used in a positive sense. I remember when I was in Hawaii with Levi and and we were talking about where we fit into strangers' lives, just random people we were talking yeah. we were talking to. Sorry, my phone just went off. Um, how dare you? I know this how is a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how dare I? Um but, you know, he 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 expressed a view like, you know, if some random some random dude on the street says something nasty to you, you don't have to do anything. Mm-mm. You know, mm-hmm. you're just a character in their life. Exactly. You know, and if you come off as a negative character, then who gives a flying fart? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> because you're just a dude. You're just a random dude. And just they're a just a random dude in your life. So they have no reason to infringe on your peacefulness. Exactly. You I've know? dealt right. with that. And struggled like coming to terms with that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I maybe I misunderstood, but like, I don't have to be nice. No. But I don't have to be rude. I can remain neutral. But like, if somebody decides to like infringe on my peacefulness, I kind of tend to like, what the hell, man? Right. Like, yeah. Or, was, or at know, least attempt to. Exactly. Because right. like confrontation. Me, yeah. It, like it, it. I feel like that's one of those bi- the biggest things that shuts people like that down is any sort of backlash from their childish behavior they get surprised yeah. uh-huh because people they get away with it people don't think They've they're going to be held accountable for their actions for exactly they're not so held long. accountable for it so like i was well wa- i walk a lot i walk everywhere i live downtown so like that's my thing and so like i walk to work i walk to school mm-hmm. and i i'm a 19 year old female you know like with boobs so yeah. people are going to yell at me it happens quite often it's disheartening because i would think that i could like keep a sense of security walking less than 10 blocks to my home but there's been instances where like i've been yelled at i've been asked to give them my items like i've been drinking a coffee and somebody asks me for my coffee and it's what the fuck you know like I, what the fuck i want i want to really? be not yeah in lincoln nebraska a homeless man at, i don't know if he was homeless but i assume okay yeah he asked me if i could ha- if he could have my coffee and i said i'm sorry I no, probably know this him. Is I mine. feel like this I know all the homeless I was guys like, around like No, that. this is mine. And he said, Fine, bitch. And so I flipped him off and he started screaming at me. And so I just turned around and I said, How about you sell that pack of cigarettes you just bought and buy a coffee? And then I just kept walking. Maybe he'd think about that. But then in another instance, there was a man who showed me his penis and said, Sup, bitch. 
And Whoa. so I Downtown chose, Lincoln, baby. So I chose to just continue crying as I had been obviously crying beforehand. So he decided to show me his penis. Weird thought process. And so I just decided to not say a single word and continued walking. It's like, she's know. vulnerable. I can take advantage, I to of, take this advantage of this situation. <laughs> Make her cry more. I don't want to Yeah, I just got out of therapy <laughs> talking about how I didn't feel safe in my hometown. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so. yeah, what's what's nice about Lincoln, though, is that people have generally more empathy. Oh, here. Y- you, know, you know, like, yeah, that Especially those are bad examples. I feel like you're going to have a better better luck as a homeless guy in Lincoln uh, attempting to solicit people for money. And I don't like to use the word solicit, but that's, you know, no, yeah, definitionally. I know what you mean. Is, yeah. yeah right. Like, so. If you're if you're completely. if you're a homeless guy soliciting people for money in Lincoln, Nebraska, you're gonna find a whole lot more people who are who are not used to that mm-hmm. sort of situation, right? And whenever they do get in that situation, they're like, well, you know, why all right, why, why yeah, not? let's go yeah. for it, right? I've seen uh, my mom loves doing that. Like she really goes home, makes sandwiches, cuts them in triangles because she's cute, wraps them <laughs> in a blanket that like an old blanket she's had. She'll wash it, dry it, wrap it in some bungee cords and make a whole like care kit and just go give it to somebody. Oh my God. And like she'll call me and tell me about it and then she'll be like, I don't know. They didn't really seem to appreciate it. I think they just wanted money. And like, yeah, that's disheartening because like, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But like, that shows there are people out there that are really nice like there are times that me and Gage have talked about the same thing like I want to there's a woman that I see that has grown very regular in my life going back to that character conversation she's everywhere I see her everywhere and she is always smiling oddly enough she seems serene Mm -hmm. like her life just seems peaceful but she's homeless and she hangs out with men that don't look very safe to hang around with and she sleeps near them and seems like she's comfortable doing so and so like it seems like she's grown into this normalcy but like she's a character in my life now and like i want to bring her food i want to bring her a blanket like she's living her life and she's trying her best she's a character that you respect she's a character i respect because Uh like while there's another homeless man that continuously like assaults my neighborhood like just makes everybody scared i'm not gonna give that man food because he doesn't deserve my respect he hasn't earned your respect exactly and and respect is never i don't give it yeah you don't give it away for free i try Mm -hmm. to not live by the words respect is earned i try to just give people my respect but like right off the bat if you're gonna give me a reason to be scared of you or make it if it feels like you just are like not a good person not gonna immediately respect you and Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna go out of my way like my neighbor i have a lot of bad neighbors but one of my neighbors really sweet she says hi to me that's all it takes Mm -hmm. there was a man that broke her window this week and just tried to assault her so we had to call the cops on him and you know like i have a box of brownies on my counter that i've been meaning to bake her just because i know what it's like like you have your sense of security stripped away you want people to be there for you like Mm -hmm. even if it's a neighbor Mm -hmm. those characters in your life whether they're close or not like if they give you a reason to respect you or or respect them like that's awesome yeah i love strangers (sighs) that i can respect it sucks that there are strangers that i can't (laughs) yeah you you always start off in an interaction with a stranger you start off with the assumption that they are good you always mm-hmm. just start off with your best foot and you try your best to, you know, be friendly and com- conversational or if you have to, you know, right. whatever the circumstances demand. And if somebody gives you a reason otherwise, there is no reason that as another stranger 
you have to put up with that. That you have to put up with somebody's sass, somebody's anger, somebody's just basic spitefulness for humanity. You don't have yeah. to. You the don't have to put yourself through that. I always like to think about it like this. So I don't, b- I don't believe in free love. I mean, love is awesome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and when you get into in a relationship with somebody where you feel love, and it's like, hell fuck yeah. yeah, all right, yeah. But it goes like this: so first, your acquaintances, and then if they've earned your respect, then that's respect, right? And then one step further from there is love. So you have to have somebody's respect before you love them, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah. Um. And uh, when it comes to just ran like, I can't say that I really tr- I, I respect like three or four regulars that we have at the hub. I respect all of my coworkers for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but I I I can't say that I, I respect like any. <laughs> indiv- random individuals coming into the hub. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to give I them. Understand that. Yeah, yeah, I you know I have to give them some like positive customer service, and I'm obligated to do that, uh-huh. right? Uh, but that's just because that's my job, right? When people are coming into my work, it's just like it's similar to that. Unless you give me a reason not to respect you, yeah, I'll be as friendly as you fucking yeah. want. Yeah, right. I think that that's really interesting. Like it shows the difference in people's. Like willing perspective, like willingness to. Uh, it's not a willingness. It's like a. I don't know. That's. It's interesting though because like I do this. I do this weird thing where like every person I meet, I try to give them like every ounce of respect that I have, and it's like kind of draining, honestly. Yeah. No, and so for like sure. I've been trying to like, you know, like have people earn my respect because like there's been instances where I've met people. And then, like, less than two days later, they're, like, asking me for favors that, like, I wouldn't even do for my best friend. And, like, I'll do yeah. them. And so, like, that's crazy. You know, like, people well, really it, know how to take advantage of Then it becomes altruism, mm-hmm. which is not good. No, yeah. In my opinion. Because that's that, why. The definition of altruism is doing. I was about doing, to ask. Yeah. <laughs> altru- altruism <laughs> is, is doing something that is sacrificial yeah. towards yourself yeah. for the benefit of somebody else mm-hmm. right okay, okay. so My biggest flaw <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i, I think uh, that's right a there with you that's a commonality amongst a lot of kids our age yeah. right yeah is is there they're they're willing to go out of their way or do something sacrificial towards themselves for the betterment of somebody else right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and what's <laughs> it's such specious reasoning because uh whenever you do something sacrificing yourself or you're in a in a symbiotic relationship with somebody else it can turn into that because you uh you it's anything that you do for somebody else is going to make you feel a specific way Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so if you're if you're doing something that's sacrificial toward yourself it's going to make you feel good at least in some context right in some respect um so whenever Say a a mother does something for their child, which is like, I, you know, something that that ha- not necessarily harms them, but it just isn't the best for them. It's because they love their child, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they're willing to do that, and it makes them feel good because that's their child, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But just having an altruistic mindset where it's like, oh, we're all in this together. We do this and this. 
because all humans are equal and they deserve equal respect is just it it rubs me the wrong way because it it gives other people a a reason to take advantage of you yeah i get that That it's so deep on so many levels but like do you think that people like like me like people that do a lot of self like Mm -hmm. sacrificial shit do you think that that comes out of a place of exposure to not those people like i feel like i've been around a lot of people that are like all about themselves and like it's every man for himself and that's the way it always has been and so like i've grown to want to be self-sacrificial because i think it's unfair that it's every man for himself like that's the way society is a society now is like we're all in this together unity equalness love but like i feel like we had to get there and act this way because there was so much of the opposite like right you know it's like a protective like i'm this way because i'm trying to protect myself and like others like i want there to be happiness well you know i think there's a specific element of uh of just being kind towards other people that is going to get you really far right you can be kind towards everybody Mm -hmm. but you don't have to respect them or be symbiotic or altruistic in any of those Mm -hmm. senses right towards that person you just be kind to them just be nice just be just being nice to people that's really all it takes but not too nice to where you're harming yourself yes right i'm like Uh, learning this as i'm speaking it so i'm like reiterating (laughs) things but like yeah i lots of people can learn from this like you don't have to do things for other people if it's going to make them happy just because you feel like you have to make them happy because you got to worry about yourself first. Yeah. It, like, I'm not going to come just pick you up. Everybody should put themselves first unless they're, like, like in this such is a good place. They're, well, like, doing yeah. so well for themselves. And then yeah. somebody really needs something, you know? Yeah. Like, somebody close really needs yeah. something. When, right. when I'm in a dumpster pile of a life right now and, like, somebody asked me to go pick them up in Iowa, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am barely yeah. keeping it together i want to do this for you but i can't i yeah. literally just cannot i cannot mm-hmm. i will have zero percent energy left ne- i'm at zero percent cancel right. that i'll have negative energy i will have negative <laughs> energy. dude and and taking care of yourself first it you know it takes some getting used to for sure oh yeah it, it, it it's it's just completely disposing of the thought that it matters what other people think about you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's fucking hard as and shit. And it's with so many things. Like, it's physical appearance. It's mental health. It's yeah. what you're doing for a job. It's what you're doing for school. It's literally everything. Like, you could do a job because you think it's what's good for, like, your image. Or you could do what's good for your job because it's what makes you happy and what makes you fulfilled. Like, right. gotta let go of doing things for other people. For yeah. everything. 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 Yeah. Just keep yourself in mind. Yeah, you know? always. 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 Because, and you know, it doesn't have to be equated with sh- with selfishness. No. It's just self-care. No. It yeah, is. Right? It is exactly. self-care. Yeah. yeah. Some people view it as selfishness. Like, if, if, they, if somebody asks you for your time and then you're saying you need time for yourself, they, after being altruistic for so long, some people will think trying to do stuff for yourself is selfish yeah yeah which is unfortunate it is because like i know a lot of people who might agree with that sentiment yeah 
taking care of yourself is not a selfish move like at all like me saying i need time like give me time like i need some fucking time (laughs) right but just trust that person that they're going to take advantage of that time that you're giving them yeah it's not like i i hate you just get away from me it's like no like they're probably most likely taking that time because they actually need it like yeah and they're telling you honestly because they care for mm-hmm. you or care for somebody or whatever. Right. I'm so glad you're on the podcast now. You're such a great conversationalist. Uh-huh. Thank you yeah. so much. I think Straight up. that I will make a great addition to the team when it comes <laughs> to emotion talk because oh yeah, well, I what am I've the emotion queen. What I've been enjoying <laughs> about this is you know we don't have to talk about music. We can just have like a a productive and uh, borderline philosophical conversation about oh, philosophy whatever. always you know? philosophy always that's yeah i think and that's it all it all affects music like it we're does. making Everything. music yeah. because we got thoughts we that's got, on mm-hmm. philosophy we got them thoughts bro <laughs> i am a big fan of emotions and thought and how they impact music and i think right. that, that is why I decided to get into music is because while I can write shitty free verse poetry and get the message across, I think it'd be cooler to like do it lyrically. You know, <laughs> what's what's interesting to me about emotion and music is that I, I you know, generally when people make emotional choices, emotional decision making, mm-hmm. it's skewed and it, and it doesn't properly represent that person in terms of their cognitive ability. Right. Yeah, if they're sure. following completely their emotions to fruition in some choice that they're making, whatever it is. Logic gets left behind. Logic gets left behind. And then it's a process. It is a process. Mm -hmm. And it happens so much in relationships uh, for the most, not for the most part, just in general. You Mm -hmm. know, if somebody's a very emotional person, they're going to make radical and irrational decisions. Yeah. Right. But music is so emotional, just inherently. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to be. It has to be. Otherwise, you're not going to connect with anybody. Yeah. And I... (laughs) I feel like some some emotion is lost in some specific music, and that's kind of the stuff mm-hmm. that I don't resonate with as much. Yeah, like that's what uh, changes it from being art into just being a song. Just being a song, being something that you're selling, being yeah. something that you're promoting. Yeah. I I think <laughs> I think it's most perfectly exemplified in some of that really shitty '80s hair metal. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, sure. Where it's like. Girls, girls, pour sugar yeah. You're my cherry pie. <laughs> same, it's the same shit over and over oh. again, and it and it's just driving girls toward and cars and girls and yeah. cars. It's it's almost at the dismissal of emotion. You know, it's mm. like I, the people who are listening to this shouldn't feel any emotion at all. Fuck you. Should, you you, should you know, just dance to it. Yeah, and then it, that's why there was such uh like a reactionary like 80s british invasion to that and you had like fucking the smiths mm-hmm. who were making purely emotional music Very with literally nice. the most emotional lyrics uh-huh. that you yeah. could possibly uh-huh. come up with you know <laughs> just explaining a specific time when he rode in this car with his guy and his bike broke down you know <laughs> like it's, it's 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 super it's super interesting to see how music especially in the 80s and 90s had that sort of like split right yeah because it was either one thing or the other but right now 
it, there we, has we, to we, be there has to be some sort of emotionality in music or else it's not going to get through it's gonna oh, be yeah. there you know sometimes nobody's going to be mr big or uh, you know it, fucking uh any of those other hair bands ever again because yeah. it, it there is no emotion in that it. need for emotion though really drives home the need for people with talent though like i think that it drives people to get creative yeah like one artist in particular that i can think of that has really gotten creative in a way that like gotten creative in a way that they can really show that emotion would be darwin d's like yeah. he is lyrically really really creative in a way that like he can talk about like being sad about a breakup, but it can he he's showing through those lyrics that he is growing. He's got yeah. self growth going on. He's got self forgiveness going on. He's got regular forgiveness going on. Like there's a <laughs> lot that you can like like very clearly pull from those lyrics. But there's a lot that are very creative. Like one that like kind of blew me away, but maybe just because I never thought of it like that. But he, something was like all these molecules don't make me who I am, you did. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. Because <laughs> like, line. that's creative. That's yeah. freaking creative. And like, it, it, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. And like, you're not going to find another artist like Darwin Dees yeah. that is like Darwin Dees. Like, it I try. Like, Trust right. me. There is nobody like. I can compare to him. Like, it's, Darwin Dees is his whole, his own little thing. So unique. So and unique. So, uh, and amazing. Single-minded genius you know yeah yeah and like i've actually like messaged him like i've asked him like how do you get this going like how have you managed to write this in a way that i like a 19 year old girl who's going through something completely different than you can completely connect to this on every level like this song while the words don't mean anything to me for some reason, like this mm-hmm. song, just I know what you mean. Yeah. And like he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He just writes from the heart and like he gets it out there. And like the stuff that he knows people are going to connect with, he knows. Like it's just a yeah. feeling. Like you know when you connect with those fans that like y- you can have you have a feeling. Like when somebody talks to you and they're like, hey, I really liked that song. It's like, thank you. People's perspectives really do wonders through songs. Mm-hmm. Like, it if something is prevalent in the songwriter's mind it's probably going to be prevalent in some way yeah to another it's person's just life. it it's depends on like what way but they're going to be different mm-hmm. but it's still something and that's mm-hmm. still awesome because it shows like how people can look at everything differently it's really cool how music uh, can teach you so much about yourself sometimes yeah. just by mm-hmm. listening to new artists and listening mm-hmm. to uh very emotionally driven artists you can find a lot of aspects about them them that you see in their songwriting become apparent to your life and Mm -hmm. you see how it affects you and how you can uh cope with different emotions my favorite thing is listening to old music that i used to cope (laughs) and like thinking like this, this is was so a terrible weird. way to cope. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's like, always how I feel. <laughs> well, or just like, I was so sad. Like, I just listened to certain songs that I listened to in high school. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I was just so sad. But now thinking back, like, I can listen to those songs. And I'm really happy listening mm-hmm. to those songs. Because I know I'm not sad anymore. Yeah. Those were songs from a good time. Like, um, Levi has a song that I listen to quite regularly from that, like, throwback playlist that I listened to in high school. And it was, um, <laughs> uh, oh, my God.
god it's the only song he sings in it's so great um the way out? so you're about to leave the nest or something like that it's like anyways yeah that song is phenomenal i loved the way out with all of my heart they're broken up now rest in peace but <laughs> levi's band the way out from ashland look them up they're great um was like one of my favorite bands in high school and i didn't know why i just connected with it so much yeah i connected with like just the sound of it just it was great just the words the singing the voices were amazing the instrument like mm -hmm. everything about that band like i geek so hard yeah and <laughs> like it helped me a lot like i remember driving alone around the lake listening and screaming to the way out and like uh, smoking a J with juicy the cherry papers and i felt like such a badass i felt <laughs> yeah. i felt like i was juicy growing J. i was doing stuff by myself I was like doing my own thing and I was growing and this song is literally called So You're About to Leave the Nest. So like that was big for yeah. me. Like I remember graduating high school and listening to this album that I had been listening to for, to for like two years now, I think. And like just thinking, that's crazy. I'm still listening to this. And here I am now, like 2020, still listening to the same album. And it means something completely different to me. Every but it has year. stuck with me for that long. And like yeah. it, it, it's just like it's not just I can't say it's not just I don't agree with that. But it is a band from ashland nebraska it could have been any yeah. band in the whole world mm -hmm. but it chose like it happened to be one person's band from lincoln that i happened to be friends with in the future like <laughs> i didn't even meet anybody from the way out until right. after i knew the way out yeah and then i met them and they're amazing people they're absolutely phenomenal people and like like that's my life you know like that just shows right. the the craziness of it is like you can you emotionally connect with this music you emotionally connect with these people i got introduced to the music scene because of that band i yeah. got introduced to levi hagan i got introduced to the music scene and then therefore i got introduced to everybody like everybody. The, the diy scene All was so true. welcoming i made so many friends and like I wouldn't be here right now doing this sick ass opportunity with these two boys if it weren't for <laughs> being introduced into the DIY scene. So like it's crazy, like so much emotion, so much life goes into that music and like yeah. it mm -hmm. makes mm -hmm. change. It does wonders whether they know it or not. Like I hope somebody from the way out hears this and they're like, somebody still listens to that or like somebody <laughs> got it on this CD. changed somebody's yeah. life because like I have it on CD. I do. I have both of their albums on CD. Like uh -huh. I have their T-shirt. Like I don't know. I don't know why. I can't explain why. But there are just certain bands that you come across and you're like, this is in my heart forever, mm -hmm. like just forever. Like like the Arctic Monkeys. They yeah. got me into like more grungier music, I guess, because of you. And like yeah. a huge piece of my heart. Music you know, is amazing. You know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I'll come across a band or an artist, and they'll hit me at one specific point in my life mm -hmm. in a specific way um and i will become obsessed with them for a little while and then it wears on me mm -hmm. and now coming back to it you know even two years later if i listen to it ad nauseum and i am now i don't know man i i, I just you know with some arctic monkeys music i come back to it and i'm like Ugh. You drone it out. I, I've, I'm done. I'm done. You, yeah. No, and I, I feel like, that I mean, too, it hit me, me real hard yeah. at the time, but now yeah. it's just gone. And there's stuff I feel like that, too, but there's stuff that really sticks with me. But there's definitely shit I let go of. Like, there's one song that from Jack Johnson that has always made me cry. 
and it doesn't make me cry anymore. It's the banana song, right? The banana yeah. song. <laughs> it just makes me cry. I don't know <laughs> Wait, why. did I get it right? Banana yeah, pancakes. Banana pancakes. Or you got it right? Yeah, banana pancakes. Banana pancakes. God. Dude, that's a banana panic. Banana panics. Anybody looking for a banana hammock? It's the banana panics. The banana hammocks. No, it's sad. It's sad. Like all of his music is sad. Yeah, yeah. Like my little girl on his going to the sea album. Thank you. <laughs> Look what you've done. You've gone and stole my heart and made it your own. No, sorry. But it's phenomenal. <laughs> and, like, it used to make me cry a lot. And, like, I couldn't even listen to it without crying. And, like, now it's, like, I can listen to it. And it's, like, uh, this is, like, a good song, but it's not sad. Why did I cry so much? It's fine. You know? Like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I listened to a lot of Tiger's Jaw in high school. And I... And coming back to them now, listening to their album Charmer a lot recently, and I did not understand what the hell they were talking about mm. in high school. I did you not know see what it in a different light. Yep, just yeah. seeing it now. You thought you understood it. I th- you, yeah, you understand things so differently at different points mm-hmm. in your life. And yeah. it's just interesting the way that our perspective changes through time. It comes yes. with age, yeah. Like it's with everything. I think relationships is something that's super prominent with that. Yeah, it's like you yeah. read a you read a sad love poem from this like super edgy <laughs> poem book by Ruby Kerr in high school, and you're like, oh my god, that's <laughs> so deep. Very is. specific. I, I <laughs> sorry, it, it was specific because I feel this, and it's like, uh, he, I'm artwork, and I'm an art museum, and he's just not looking. No, no, he's looking. He's just choosing not to appreciate you because he is grimy like now that i'm older it's like i don't see the romanticism in these poems because i just see the toxicity of the other end like i'm just sad and insecure and wondering what's wrong with me and that's not what it should be about it should be like there's nothing wrong with me this just isn't working out and i can grow from this and learn how to make relationships flourish without making myself feel bad or without like Y- you know, like, I don't yeah. know. I'm taking it's it so personally. It's a great so thing about poet- poetry, though. You yeah. Know? And music, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Like, same same. It's yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing. It's one in the same. It's right. one in the same. Yeah. Like, Visual art's a whole different thing. But yeah. when it comes to poetry but and music, you will definitely see it in a different light depending on what stage in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, like, now I can pick up my shitty poetry from high school, and I'm like, why did I dog ear all these pages <laughs> like was i that sad all of these poems are about relationships i don't even understand what i was upset about like yeah. i'm in a happy relationship now so i don't really have to worry about it but like when i think about it like now that it's brought up i'm thinking about it and it's like i used to be so obsessed with sad poetry about unrequited love unrequited love like i should have just had that tattooed on my forehead in high school <laughs> because that was just oh, he doesn't love me back. I don't have all the love I deserve. And it's like, I should have just waited. Just wait. Read this poem in two years and Uh and just tell me Uh how you feel. And then we can readdress Uh the situation. You know, like, God. But but really, I think, I mean, that comes with my songwriting and I can connect it with that. I have a song I wrote uh, this December and it was super sad. And like now that I I'm like reworking it right now because I'm kind of interested in putting it out there. It's 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 so real. Like it's sad. And it was re- it was written with with its purest intent. But now that I'm looking at it now and it's not even been a year, it's like, OK, this is sad, but it's more about the growth. This is really positive because like I'm learning to do this on my own day by day. And yeah. like. 
that's kind of what the song's about and so like when I wrote it in December I'm like I'm so lonely I'm so sad and I can't do this on my own and now it's I can do this on my own it just takes time and like that's it's beautiful that yeah. is beautiful it's freaking gorgeous yeah, for sure Love it. You find so much about yourself through songwriting and oh continuing God, yeah. to get on the songwriting train. And the progression blows me away. You I see it with every word of every song. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm doing better. Uh huh. It, it, it's such a self, self-healing self uh, process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's therapy. Therapeutic. I, like writing so many songs in high school, I didn't keep a diary. I didn't keep a journal. I wrote songs though, mm-hmm. and yeah. they were just the same. Raw. Just the same as it's your diary. emotions. You're you putting know, it out there. You know, I, f- I feel like um, writing songs is more of uh, an introspective conversation with yourself mm-hmm. about whatever it is that you're thinking about. I, you know, uh, conversation is is proactive, right? Very. Um, yeah. So, like when you're when you're expressing your thoughts to somebody else expecting them to internalize it and then come up with a, a response to whatever it is that you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you better formulate your ideas um, and then eventually come to a conclusion. So the more friends that I have where I'm able to talk to them about my innermost deep thoughts and secrets, oh, yeah. the better. Oh, right? no, yeah. Because, because it just gives me more perspective into what's going on in my own head. That right? is yeah. so well said. I have like came to that conclusion just this year and it took me a long time. And like yeah. now that I am like truly able to talk to the people that I know care about me about the stuff that is truly affecting me emotionally, like you get it out there and you talk about it and like you kind of come to a resolve whether it be those people giving you advice or just talking it out like that helps you resolve the issue and so like sometimes just putting it out into the air and just getting it getting your thoughts sorted with actually saying them out loud yeah that's why therapy is so good therapy songwriting journaling and talking to friends like those organizing four things. your thoughts especially for yeah. those those of us with really active imaginations exactly and yeah. like i borderline adhd yeah where where like, the oh, ideas, yeah, the ideas are not, there and then they're gone yeah, I, I, I have no idea what i would do if like being able to write things down didn't exist if i didn't have a pen and a journal on me like at all times i keep one in my purse all the time like you have wow. to be able to write stuff down. If you mm-hmm. think of it, if it crosses your mind, if you see something, if it's important, like you've got to have a medium to put it down into permanence. Or right. sometimes it can just pass you by. It's not everything, but certain things they can just pass yeah. you mm-hmm. by, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, that needs to get solidified because that is great. Can't well, that. speaking of permanence, uh, I think we've hit our <laughs> hit our mark in terms of the length of the podcast. So. <laughs> All right, CJ. Thanks. Yeah. Since, uh, I, We've done with with all of our guests, but since you're going to be a regular and this yes. is going to be your time as a guest. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm a guest. Yeah, I'm going to be a regular. I'm a guest now. That's crazy. Okay. What has been going through your iPod Nano? My iPod Nano. Well, honestly, so much. Nothing new because I am not <laughs> with the times, <laughs> but... A lot of the stuff I've been listening to recently is, like, the stuff that fueled distressed damsels to come to birth because, like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm always looking for, for more fuel to the fire. Lay and on so, yeah. so, inspiration for y'all if you're, if, you're my, if you're on my vibes right now. <laughs> Cherry Glazer. You oh, haven't yeah. heard of him? 
look them up. My favorite girl. Oh my gosh, Clementine Creevy. Yeah, that's her name. Phenomenal. Um, I just I don't even know. I don't have words. Just angry femme shit. It's great. Oh, yeah. Makes you want to scream. Makes you want to punch stuff. Uh, stupid fish. That song is like my all time inspiration for just life. Is that on stuffed and ready? It is on Stuff and Ready. Uh, my Great senior album. quote was one line from the song. I don't want to try and pretend like I know what's happening here. And <laughs> so that song's super good. She screams super heavy at the end. Like, I, I see myself in you, and that's why I fucking hate you. And, bam, and then goes into a breakdown. So it's super good, super great. So Cherry Glazer, number one, always. Darwin oh, yeah. D's, always. Love the Jack Johnson on the mellow vibes. I got to cry a little. Oh, yeah. um, you know, what's... What's the band you just showed me? Prince Daddy and the Hyenas. I love their Hyena. song, Forgot to Take My Meds Today. Hyena, singular. I apologize. Uh. <laughs> I Forgot to Take My Meds Today is good. Love that song. Connecting song. deeply. I need to look into more of their music. Oh, yeah. um, they just came out, with, they came out with an album last year, Cosmic Thrill Seekers, mm -hmm. that I haven't done a deep dive on yet, but... I've heard it's very good. And but I'm pretty sure there might be a record or a cassette on Firehazard Records for sale, possibly. Oh, of Prince Daddy? Of yeah. Prince Daddy, yes. Really? Cosmic Thrill Seekers, actually, I think. Really? Yes. I believe I was messaging John about that. Maybe I'm wrong. Take it with a grain of salt. But that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> that be would sick. be. Anyways. Yeah, I <laughs> am not on a bunch of music right now. That's, a, that's local, a hard question. Local music, The Way Out. Always the way out. Rest in peace. One day, maybe they'll do like a. We'll do one more song. No, that's just that's just <laughs> a dream. But um, no, yeah, the way out's great. The real Zebos from Omaha. I've been messaging some of them. They're great. They're phenomenal. I'd check them out. Oh yeah, one their cover art's awesome too. Great, love yeah. them. Very great boys. Um, let me see. Peachy always love them with all of my heart. Absorb. Um, absorb, absorb the love. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Gotta love the Farkelzar. I know these have probably been repeated. I'm just thinking of all my favorites. I'm so bad at this. No. Oh, and Nat Buds in Omaha. Oh, they're yeah, great. Bro. I love them. That's the they shit. are such an influential person, and I think that they do so many great things for their community like even like simple shit that they're doing like on the side just for funsies like delivering sushi to people yeah man freaking awesome what? they make sushi at <laughs> home like fresh <laughs> sushi with like good ingredients and they're like delivering it to people within reasonable so distance i know they're amazing and they just cut their hair and did a mullet and i'm like super jealous because it looked way better than mine so <laughs> leave that at that but those people all of the great people and i'm sure there will be many more to come that i will bring up since i will be a regular here but right on. yeah freaking peachy nat buds farkles are freaking distressed damsels not to <laughs> toot my own horn or anything <laughs> yeah. look Listen us up to turning face because turning face is all we have out but i really am excited to see how we progress and i'm really excited to see our next stuff because we do have some really cool songs that i'm really excited to share with you guys That's so more, more coming soon man more coming soon yeah. and through shallot of course so oh, it'll yeah. be amazing <laughs> that. Oh. thanks for your trust always <laughs> so yeah i'm so glad that i am here and like thanks for being so welcoming you guys i'm yeah. excited to see yeah, where this to have goes you on the team now yeah straight great. up super cool anyway but Everybody yeah. have a nice rest of your day, Please night, do. The whatever. We eat your vegetables. You. Eat your vegetables. And don't we don't just vegetables. respect you. Get some time outside. We don't eat. just respect you. We love you. Yeah. 
I say don't eat your we vegetables. Do. I do love I say you, and vegetables. I say that you shouldn't because you love yourself. And it doesn't matter. Just eat some chips. Gage. If you like those chips. If you like those chips. Cut up some cucumbers and eat some cucumbers. Don't listen to him. Cucumber chips. Cucumber chips. Cucumber is the same as chips. Crunchier, healthier. Stay hydrated. More water in there, too, man. (gasps) Cucumba. (laughs) 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 And with that, we're off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all.